Hi guys, today is August 23rd, 2020, and on this podcast I'll be talking about judgment and mindfulness and how that plays into someone's well-being. I pulled a card for the listeners and Two of Swords came up, but I'll be quoting Animal Totem Tarot. So Two of Swords. Decisions are not always easy to make, and it can be so easy to talk yourself out of doing something you really want to do, but ultimately, you need to make a decision. Will you go with your gut, or will you go with your head? Everything looks so magical on the shoreline, yet you can't stay in this in-between place for long. Things change quickly here, and your time is limited. There's no room for procrastination here. Message from the Wilson's Clover. (laughs) I thought that was kind of neat. So see how that resonates with your situation right now, or what's going on in your life right now. You know, with that message from the the Wilson's Clover. Um, so, uh, so the sources I'm recording today is uh, Posa 2018, Flet 2018, and Roger uh, 51. So, judgment. When you look at judgment, you know it's like. Um, you know, how does judgment impact your health, you know, and your relationships? You know, some people can tend to be more judgmental than others. That can be based on their, how they were raised, you know, um, stuff like that. But um, some questions to ask yourself is how do you feel when you judge? So when you judge someone, how do you feel? You know, does it make you feel validated? Does it make you feel a sense of importance or a sense of entitlement? Or does it um, give you satisfaction, you know, um, you know, uh, about belittling someone or, um, or does it make you feel worse? You know, when the research has shown that, you know, that when someone actually judges someone, it actually makes that person that's judging, it makes them feel worse. So when you look at the parts of judging, you know, and what parts play the role in judging, what formulates judging, you know, you have to look at the person's attitude, you know, because a judgmental attitude gives rise to, you know, depression and anxiety. So, um, that's part of it, you know, so if someone's saying that they're, you know, feeling down, or if they have anxiety, or if they're depressed, you know, you, they have to take a look at themselves, you know, um, you know, first as a, as a personality trait, you know, because it could be a lot of other issues going on that could cause that, but one thing that they can look at, you know, is just, um, you know, their characteristics, you know, of their traits within themselves, you know, are they judgmental, you know, and um, some say that judge, there's different theories of why people judge, some say that you know being judgmental is based on something that's unresolved within themselves so they have an unresolved issue within themselves and so that's why they you know project that judgment onto someone else so it's really an uh, it's a unresolved issue within themselves um self it's all about you know having self-acceptance you know um and self-acceptance um can be looked at the same thing as self-compassion you know, because this, when you have self-acceptance with oneself and self-compassion with oneself, these people will have a better off of well-being, you know. Uh, so you have to take a look and see where you're at, you know, like, do you self-accept yourself? Do you have self-compassion for yourself? And then take a look at your well-being, um, whether it's the physical realm or the emotional realm. Um, you have to look at the, you know, your, the traits, you know, the traits of being mindfulness. Are you, mi- are you being mindful of, you know, um, how you are with judging, you know, uh, being the state of mindfulness is being the state of awareness or presence, you know, this can be like, you know, the, like your senses, you know, observation, you're listening, you know, or you're ignoring, um, 
and this affects both the adults and children. You know, how an adult is with their mindfulness and how a child is with their mindfulness does affect um, their well-being. So one thing when someone can do is, uh, how do you view yourself? So they have found that people that view, have view themselves um, with like uh, self-acceptance or self-compassion, they actually feel valued. So, so like, um, so when that means that they, they matter to others, so that can mean that they matter to their family or to their colleagues or to their friends or to their community, but they have a sense of value. And so this gives the person the message that they are valued and that they're important regardless of disappointments and mistakes. And so when someone has that sense of view within themselves, this creates an unconditional positive regards. And this is by Roger in 1951, um, you know, formulated that, you know, that unconditional positive regards. And that's important because when someone has unconditional positive regards for themselves, you know, this is going to create uh, higher levels of self-esteem, you know, better healthy boundaries, you know, um, more, you know, have self-respect because they have this um, ability to have these psychological resources, as he stated, for them to create a distance for themselves when someone disrespects them, when someone, you know, doesn't value them or, you know, um, oversteps their boundaries. So they have this, you know, this innate ability to have, to call on to a part of those resources, you know, cognitively because they can sense it. Um, and they're also able to put boundaries up against uh, criticism because criticism is viewed as, you know, very toxic. It's, um, you know, it's a, it's a very, uh, it creates suffering, you know, and also when people have this high level of, or this, um, you know, this unconditional positive regards for themselves, you know, they're able to take criticism. So like if they're able to look at criticism as more of a self-improvement or, um, you know, like, you know, to improve versus someone that takes it as harsh and self-evaluation. So you have to take a look at yourself and see how do you take criticism? Do you take criticism as a way to self-improve or do you feel like it's a harsh self-evaluation of, of yourself? Um, so part of this is, you know, uh, unconditional self-acceptance. So unconditional means you accept yourself. You know, you accept yourself regardless of your mistakes or your shortcomings or what you define your mistakes or your shortcomings. But um, when one has that, they have low levels of, uh, you know, um, they're not as happy, you know, in their life or they have low self-esteem or less life satisfaction where they don't have high levels of, of unconditional self-acceptance. They know the word is self-explanatory. Unconditional means unconditional you know it's not being conditionalized it's not you stop putting conditions on you accepting yourself you know self-acceptance means you accepting yourself so it's like when people don't have high levels of unconditional self-acceptance so when you don't when people don't have like high levels of that then they have you know they find that they have less satisfaction in life and less self-esteem and less happiness and this it brings high levels of depression so that's important because when one has unconditional self-acceptance, they have less anxiety and narcissism. So you see this all plays in, all plays a part together and it intertwines. So first of all, you have to one has to view themselves and how they view themselves. Do you find value? You know, do you feel valued and do you find value, you know, within yourself? You know, and uh, do you have that psychological resource, you know, innately in you? 
you know, when you can ward off, you know, personal attacks or, you know, inappropriate behavior or disrespect, you know, that's one's ability to tap into those uh, psychological uh, resources. Also, um, you know, when, uh, you know, when, but if someone doesn't have unconditional um, self-acceptance for themselves, they're conditionalizing themselves. So when when one conditionalizes themselves, or they conditionalize this, this form of themselves, they more than likely to to utilize social comparisons, you know, or um, you know they uh, evaluate the feedback, you know, and then that formulates, you know, how they feel about themselves or how they see themselves, and this gives rise to criticism, low self-esteem, and higher levels of depression because they're conditionalizing it. And this also goes with relationships, like when you're in relationships or, you know, in a relationship and, and someone tries to conditionalize it or they put rules or regulations or they put stipulations, that's conditionalizing, you know, that's conditionalizing, you know, um, so you have to be mindful of that because that can be a form of control and it can be a form of toxic relationship or unhealthy boundaries, um, so you have to be mindful of that. Also, um, when someone's an extreme perfectionist, you know, uh, this takes away, unconditional acceptance because they're conditionalizing the outcome of you know of being perfect or being outstanding you know and the way they internalize that process within themselves and the way they project that on themselves and then and out and onto the outside world you know um they put conditions on what makes them worthy and what makes them you know lovable or respectable respected so you have to be mindful of that because that has a link to um has a link to conditionalized so you know it's important to be mindful of it because the more mindful you are you know um, the, the you know the, the less likely of, of you know that anxiety setting in or the worry setting in or rumination setting in um, because um, how one is mindful within themselves is in association with how they view worriness and rumination and those two give rise to depression and anxiety because they're linked together so rumination is just defined as a passive repetitive um, focus on symptoms of distress worry can be defined as an apprehensive expectation and negative outcomes in the future so those two things play a part in how mindful someone is you know and how judgment um, correlates with that so, um, you know, when someone is non-reactive, you know, and acting with, with awareness and non-judging, this is associated with less worrying and uh, less rumination. So you can see how these tie in together. Um, you know, so you can ask yourself, you know, how, you know, are you aware of your emotions? Are you aware of your senses, your thoughts, you know, um, how you observe, you know, uh, you know, how your observation is? There are three different things, acting with awareness, non-judging, and non-reacting. So when when someone acts with um, acting with awareness, you know, they're attending to their, you know, to, to the present moment. You know, they're aware, they have awareness, you know, of what's going on, and they're not being distracted. So that's the difference between when someone's acting with awareness is that they're aware of the present moment and they're not distracted. That's very um, a key point. Also, non-judging, that's having a non-judgmental attitude towards, you know, one's internal, you know, experience. So this can be, you know, with themselves or with others. But 
non-judging means exactly like you they don't have a judgment or attitude towards what's going on um non-reacting allowing thoughts and emotions to come and go within themselves you know without getting caught up you know or analyzing it they're just allowing the flow of it you know and um this correlates with uh, you know with both depression and, and anxiety so it's like how someone is are you acting with awareness and if you're acting with awareness are you acting with with awareness, with non-judging and non-reacting, because all of these three uh, things play a role in in how someone worries and the rumination of it, which leads to you know, the escalation of depression and anxiety. So, um, because it, that just enhances it. So, non-reacting people, they're uh, less likely to be associated, you know, with um, rumination and worry. Um, so, you know, you can just one can just observe themselves, you know, have have an observation with themselves to see, you know, how they are associated with worrying or um, ruminant. Um, and remember, criticism is just, you know, it doesn't lead to anything good. It's just, uh, you know, it just negative mind and negative beliefs, and it just creates a lot of suffering. Um, so those are the three key points on this uh, podcast was. You know, judgment, you know, how really, how does judgment really affect someone's well-being? It has a significant effect on it. So if someone's really judgmental, it's going to, you know, uh, deteriorate their well-being. You know, it's going to have a negative effect on their well-being because it's going to create anxiety. It's going to create worry. It's going to create stress, you know, and there's this lack of sense of of self-acceptance. Because when someone's judgmental, what they're really saying is they're not really accepting a part of themselves, you know. So, you know, self-acceptance or self-compassion, which leads to well-being. So that was it. Namaste.